0: For rain, 20% chance again tonight, partly cloudy skies and 80 overnight, and partly cloudy and 103 tomorrow. For St. George News Radio, I'm Carl Lamar reporting. Remember, if anyone asks, we're a nice, normal talk show. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Why do you still do it? Why are you still out here? Well, it goes back to the Destiny thing. I, mean, I made a bargain with it, you know long time ago and I'm holding up my hand what was your bargain to get where um, I am now should should I ask who you made the bargain with (laughs) with with, with, you know with the chief uh, chief commander on this earth (laughs) and this earth and then and then in a world we can't see
1: all right. I'm sufficiently creeped out. That was Bob Dylan in a, uh, actually a mainstream, um, video, a mainstream interview talking about, uh, selling his soul to the devil. Very, for his success. Oh, are you sufficiently creeped out? I am. Welcome to the Kate Dally show. I have uncle Miltie. Hello. In. Uh, Dave is out today and, uh, welcome uncle Milty. Hi. Happy to have you. Well, thanks. Yeah, always fun. And of course, we have just a rockin' show today. Uh, we're going to be talking about Hollywood and Disney and and uh, and some of the the things going on there that'll probably, like my friend John says, uh, make your toes curl. And of course, in the next hour, we'll have Kevin Reeve, who trains all the military elite around the world, all your SEALs. He's going to be talking about what to do in d- different situations. Uh, that show, could, that hour, could save your life. So make sure you uh, stay on board for that as well. In fact, we have a great guest. Uh, This is going to be very interesting hour. Uh, So make sure you just kind of pull aside or uh, in your car or just stop what you're doing for about an hour because uh, you'll be probably pretty riveted by what John Robertson has to say. He is from Hagman and Hagman, co-host of that show. And uh, welcome to the program. You worked in uh, Hollyweird for almost two decades. So I cannot wait to hear what you have to say about the latest on Disney. Welcome, John. (laughs)
2: Well, Kate, thank you so much for having me back on The Kate Daly Show. It's certainly a privilege. Uncle Milty. a tip of the hat to you, sir. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I'll just start off with this. Uh, In Hollywood, we were very fond of saying, we didn't come for a good time. We came for a long time, Ooh. Oh, <laughs> and wow. that's, certainly, oh. that's certainly how it feels uh, yeah. being on the back end of it now today.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you worked for almost two decades in this industry and saw some things, like you said, that would probably make people's toes curl. Um, I, I think we can't even grasp what goes on because we've all been so trained to think otherwise that I think even the notion is difficult for some people. I think it's starting to come out more and more public now but I still think it's hard for people to grasp. I read Kathy O'Brien's book Transformation uh, in which she was part of MKUltra Project Monarch um, and maybe delivered to some people in uh, in politics at the highest uh, echelon, uh, highest chain you can get to that and also in Hollywood uh, some, some celebrities that she names in her book and that just just made me completely creeped out to tell you the truth. It was so crazy that you can't even wrap your brain around it. And so those almost two decades in this in this I don't even know what you'd call it. This just cesspool. What when you first started out, did you have any notion about what that was going to look like? Uh, seen kind of behind the scenes or the underbelly of Hollywood?
2: Uh, the, the the truth of the matter is, I had no idea. Um, in fact, uh, when I came down to Hollywood, Kate, it was a, a very unusual set of circumstances. In the winter of 1993-94, I had co-wrote uh, a script with a couple of filmmakers who are twin brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've gone on to uh, great success at this time. And the script was ultimately made uh, about seven and a half, eight years later. It was made uh, with independent financing, mm-hmm. but it was distributed by Sony Pictures Classics, and it starred uh, Daryl Hannah, Nick Nolte, Kyle MacLachlan, Ray Liotta, and a whole host of others. And it was kind of a back then the the uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez, Isabel Allende, uh, magical realism uh genre it was very popular in in mm-hmm. cinema and and that's what this uh, script operated off of so i already had uh a a script that i helped pin that had uh, realized some success now everybody in hollywood's got a burn story and and i'm certainly no exception mm-hmm. uh my name was removed from the project uh due to some d- w the writers guild of america has very specific guidelines Um, as to exactly what percentage of dialogue you have to have uh, contributed, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I was removed from the project a a couple of years before it went into pre-production. So I've always felt like the Polish brothers didn't burn me for financial reasons. I've always felt like they decided, hey... This guy's up in San Francisco, we're down in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. We're going to give him the boot and then it so happens the film got made. I choose I choose to see the glasses half full on that one. Right. But back to your original question. No, I had no clue that I was uh, literally uh, descending through the the various depths of hell into the ne- the necropolis itself and 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 really uh, Kate, I did not start to understand uh, what I was seeing until my last couple of years there. And, of course, those were the hardest last couple of years. It, it, there, there were days where it was almost impossible uh, to get up and go to work. And and what I'd like to do, with your permission, is mm-hmm. you started with um, mentioning MK Ultra and, right. and mind control. And I want to give people, if I can, just about four or five minutes on, on the big picture. Yes, Be- yes. Because it's, it's so easy to get lost in the in the minutiae, in the horror show. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'd like people to understand how this works globally, and then we can talk about specifics. Please do. Go right uh, ahead. Thank you. The bottom line is this. Luciferians run the planet. And their number one most, quote-unquote, I want to be very clear, finger-quoting, holy sacrament is the destruction of young children. And that is... Uh, accomplished through either child rape, child uh, terror, and then murder. In some cases, the the consuming of what is called adrenochrome, which is adrenalized uh, blood that is suppo- it's supposed to be the most amazing high in the world. Uh, and in many cases, uh, there's even child cannibalism involved. Now, wow. people people all the time, they balk at me and they say, how can you possibly know this? And this sounds ridiculous. This sounds crazy. Uh, you should get in a new line of work. And, and I simply say to them, with all due respect, sir, with all due respect, ma'am, you've clearly not read your Bible. Because yep. these right. exact things were ha- happening with the Babylonians. They were happening with the Canaanites. Uh, and it was very clear that in the worship of Moloch, uh, even, uh, what, 4,000 years yep. ago they would bring uh, their firstborn children to these horrific uh well they they started out as as harvest festivals they would build a two to three story uh, uh statue of moloch and high priests would control uh the abdominal cavity of this furnace with with chains and pulleys and the 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 villagers the the farmers would bring their firstborn from from all around the region and they would willingly, I mean, just stop and imagine this. All right. the parents listening to the Kate Daly show right now, right. I, I, just get your heads around this. Let, this. let this sink in, what I'm saying to you. They would willingly throw their firstborn into this furnace until at approximately midnight, a little bit thereafter, the, the flesh, all of the, 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 the human flesh and the scriptures tell us that it could have been as many as three and four hundred at a time would would create a glow. And once they had the Moloch statue at this certain glow, it would turn into kind of an orgiastic uh, sacrament to Gaia to bring in better crops that year, et cetera. Well, I say all that to say this, Kate and Uncle Milty, mm-hmm. Hollywood runs the exact same way. The only difference is we're not worried about how much wheat or barley we're growing anymore. Right. What we're trying to do is make sure that a picture that costs $300 million to make and $100 million to market brings in 2.5 billion uh, when foreign distribution and Happy Meals are all thrown into the mix. And the way that they do that is through the exact same uh, child sacrifice, the uh, child trafficking, and all of the abuse that happens therein. Now, you mentioned MK Ultra. Mm-hmm. Quickly, what happens there is they, and this has been going on since the 1920s, right. uh, back in the uh, Little Rascals Our Gang era, uh, the Shirley Temple era. I would challenge some of your listeners, over this weekend, go on YouTube and watch some of the dance routines that are these seemingly just harmless, innocuous dance routines between Shirley Temple and these grown men. Watch them with eyes of discernment after hearing my piece on the Kate Daly show today. And you tell me if there was something else going on behind the curtain. (laughs) So, Yeah. So going back to the Shirley Temple, our gang... Uh, the 1920s era—that was a—that was a time not only of prohibition, but they were they were shooting cocaine at the studios, and I mean Hollywood was a was a town of madness back then. But my point is that they've always had professional handlers who who uh, were trained by some of the best, the Tavistock Institute, mm-hmm. by uh, by Estherbrook at the University of Chicago. Uh, a lot of this knowledge comes out of the, mil- the military industrial complex particularly post-World War One, where they began to learn how to how to compartmentalize the human mind. And they do so through trauma. And that trauma is typically either hyperviolent, hypersexual, or a combination of both hyperviolent and hypersexual. And what happens, Kate and Uncle Milty, is a, a young man or a young woman, and these can be even, you know, two, three years old, they will compartmentalize and they will begin to develop new personalities as a self-defense mechanism yeah. against the horror that they are being put through on a regular basis by, by highly trained, skilled professionals. I'll pause to take a breath, Kate. I'll hand it back to you.
0: Oh my gosh, Uncle Melty. Well, it's just <laughs> it, it, it's it's interesting to me that it, it ended up in Hollywood, right? To be where the Luciferians take their control. Because not only do they get to generate a lot of money and a lot of influence but they get the propaganda uh-huh. constantly yeah.
1: yeah yeah the movies are, are even for children look at these movies for kids They're look at look at these movies that we're getting the messages that we're getting over and over again It's insane uh, this last movie about the dogs and and oh. teaching the kids uh, really to just basically uh, give in to pedophilia that was the overall sort of tone of that dog movie. There, there's some crazy stuff going on, and I also want to talk about Disney because uh, there was a huge article that just came out a few hours ago about Disney. This is and why why is it called the Rat Box? Uh, are are these these people like Britney Spears and all of these people part of the uh, Mickey Mouse Club? You know what kind of infiltration did they have amongst these 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 people? So total. Oh. The, an, the
2: answer is total. Yeah. So okay, so all of these so. Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake all got their start on the right. Mickey Mouse Club. And uh, years ago, in Hollywood, uh, all around the the Disney property. So understand, there's there's Disney proper, which is located in Burbank, right up against the the mm-hmm. uh, San Fernando Valley side of the Hollywood Hills. But there are also multiple auxiliary stages that are peppered around all throughout Southern California because Disney's pretty pretty right. big, and they've got they've got a lot of subsidiaries so at the actual disney proper lot when i was working on alias and i worked on alias uh, for jj abrams from 2002 Mm -hmm. through 2005 so i did about four i did about four full seasons of that show uh somebody uh did a caricature of mickey mouse but they made mickey mouse look like a rat wearing a a tuxedo with the sort of the villainous carnation in it they Mm -hmm. gave him the waxed mustache and in big block letters under that poster it said greed. Ooh. And they they decoupaged those posters everywhere, all over Burbank. Now, yeah. if your listeners they can probably find it on Google. I would imagine sure. somebody took a took a picture of it back then. But it's very similar to the pictures we're seeing right now come out of the of the Inglewood district of, of Representative Maxine Waters, the ones that say pimp. It's it's the same type of art. It's the same type of organic kind of street art pushback.
1: Ooh. Mm. Okay, we're gonna come right back. We're gonna come right back. I have questions about Walt Disney, Disney, you name it. We'll be right back. Where is 4:50? Fourth-
0: 50. 50. This is the Kate Daly Show. Our
1: I was just looking at Bobby singing this and I was like see a little light in the low first mm-hmm. anyways welcome back to the Kate Daly show glad to have you on board man we're tackling a huge subject and we're doing it with the help of John Robertson, who is from the Hagman and Hagman show and let me just tell you he worked in this industry he worked in the depths of Hollywood for almost two decades and the fact that you're speaking out I'm so happy that you're speaking out about these things I know Milty had had a question for you and I want to start there go right well, ahead, I, yeah it's the.
0: I just I've always found it interesting that the Luciferians ended Mm up picking Hollywood and 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 using Hollywood to advance their agenda. Makes
1: sense, yeah. Yeah.
2: What do you think, John? Well, indeed, indeed. Here's the deal: Hollywood. There's always there's always and this covers our entire world. Mm -hmm. Everything you talk about on the Kate Daly Show, everything we talk about on the Hagman Report. There's always the surface story or the white paper story, yeah. and then there's the truth. And and what we try to do is, is we, we sort of t- tumble as best we can somewhere in between and get the information out as best we can to, to our audiences. Mm-hmm. So people are told that Hollywood was, was actually named after a real estate development up in the hills called Hollywoodland. And there's the old pictures of the sign, and yes, there was a sign at one point that said Hollywood Land, and in the 1970s, the sign became dilapidated and the land part fell down and they shortened it to Hollywood and uh it, it used to be quite beautiful it actually used to light up uh but tourists kept stealing the light bulbs back in the 1930s so oh, wow. uh so holly that's what we're told hollywood was all about but that's that's complete hogwash hollywood was started by a bunch of sabatan practitioners of kabbalah and witchcraft a bunch of practitioners of jewish mysticism people like adolf zucker who came west from new york city at the turn of last century uh, having been a proprietor of Nickelodeons, and Nickelodeons uh, were this—this this, uh, your listeners cannot imagine
1: Nickelodeon? the phenomenon of
2: an <laughs> okay. of a, of, a, of a Nickelodeon. The Nickelodeon was simply a storefront where these young Jewish entrepreneurs, these young tough kids, many of whom were fatherless, so this was this was Kate. This was that that era of electricity and steam. Mm-hmm. It was the industrial revolution, but it was also the era of Marconi and Tesla right. and Edison. So it was a, it was a, it was a crossroads in, in Calder, if you will. And, and a lot of these young entrepreneurial kids, they began to rent little uh, five and six minute pieces of film footage from across the river over in New Jersey from Thomas Edison, who was shooting film. Edison at the time had the patents on the projectors and the cameras, and Eastman Kodak had the had the, the patent on the film itself, the actual film stock. So so people were for the first time ever in the history of humanity, they were walking into what used to be a, a green grocer or a furniture store or whatever, sitting in a dining room chair with a sheet hung on the wall and watching a train, uh, come down the tracks at the camera and and it and to see. Three-dimensional life, jump off of a two-dimensional plane, Mm. was so startling and so uh, mind-blowing to the average American back in 1905, 1910 New York City that they often would leave the Nickelodeon, take a fish, another nickel from their pocket, pay the admission, go in and watch the short piece of sepia-toned film yet again. But even then, Uncle Milty, even at that time, it was not... Uh, by chance that these uh storefront businesses were called nickelodeons they were called nickelodeons because the cost of admission was a nickel but odeon o-d-e-o-n is actually the little g god in koina greek of the theater the the Mm -hmm. odeon is the little g god that presides over the spirit of of make-believe and now it's the the name of the
1: kids channel
2: <laughs> and now it's the name. And now, thank oh. you, Kate, Now it's the name of a kids' channel. So, wow. real quick, because I could spend the yeah. rest of the, the show telling the story. The a lot of these young entrepreneurial, these 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 toughs, these 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 hooligans, pockets bulging with with cash uh, from these Nickelodeon ventures. Many of these young kids, you know, they opened up one Nickelodeon, and, and within six months' time, they owned twelve or fifteen of them. But they had a big problem they wanted to shoot their own film, except Edison had the patents wrapped up on the cameras and the projectors, Eastman Kodak had the patents wrapped up on the, uh, back then on the celluloid nitrate film, and Marconi and Tesla sort of play into the story as well, because they had the patents on what would ultimately become sync sound, that would have been Marconi, and then all of the different electrical schematics necessary to bring a modern film set to life, that would have been under the purview of Tesla. Tesla, mind you, who admitted in his biography that he used to lie down at about two o'clock in the afternoon every every day where he would be visited by an angel of light. And this angel of light, one of the most beautiful creatures he had ever seen, would share technology with him. Now, I'll take that even a step further, Uncle Miltie, because we're going to get to how Hollywood got its name. Mm-hmm. Technology technology which runs hollywood and runs it's and and runs hollywood 2.0 which is silicon valley technology also comes from koina greek it comes from the word technos t-e-k-n-o-s and technos means witchcraft (laughs) so there has always been from the time of the nickelodeon the little god over the theater the 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 technology as written by Uh, by Tesla, by Nikolai Tesla, certainly one of the the Mm -hmm. godfathers of film. Uh, The technology, the technos, the witchcraft, all of that moved six days west on a train out to the dusty orange groves of L.A. And they found perfect weather for shooting, and they had the East Coast mobs off their back, and they were able to break the monopoly that the Edisons and the Marconis had on all the production equipment, because they were able to do business with the French, they were all the way across mm-hmm. the country. So they started to do business with the Lumiers and the and the people who had discovered similar technology over in Paris. Yeah. So, here's the deal: they they had all been trained by the the uh, maternal side of their families. Remember, I said many of these kids grew up fatherless. They had been trained in Kabbalah, in Sabbatean witchcraft, in in Jewish mysticism, and in gematria. They knew. That there was that there was uh, esoteric arts and that there was knowledge unknown to the average man, and they well understood that in ninth and tenth century uh, what would become England, the United Kingdom, in Wales, Scotland, Ireland, and England, uh, that that the Druids were actually the, the the most organized religion, and they the Druids at that time, it is it is supposed that they built Stonehenge, but that's a different story. Mm-hmm. The Druids uh, worshipped Mother Gaia. That's the same Gaia that you see on Discovery Channel. That's the same Gaia that right. makes the herbal remedy products you buy at Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. So the Druid the Druidic worship of Mother Gaia all revolved around the seasons, the growing seasons. And there was a particular tree, one tree. It's called the Toyon tree, T-O-Y-O-N, the Toyon tree. That tree is an evergreen tree that marked the the end of the winter solstice the longest coldest day of the year in that latitude of the world and the capitulation over into spring to the rebirth of their god of gaia of their of their god so the toyen tree was very important to the druids and kate uncle milty they made their wands from the wood of the Toyin tree they would actually cast their spells their rituals their rites, their incantations Mm -hmm. they would do what is called to this day dirtying the air which means bringing demonic principalities from an unseen dimension into the uh the ethereal plane that we live on and they would use the wand as a punctuation mark the waving of the wand was how you cast the spell now we trivialize wands we we consider it kind of a Harry Potter Halloween costume type thing. When these young Jewish entrepreneurs came back to L.A. in 1910, 1915 on the trains to escape the monopolies of the East Coast and make film, they knew that they had the most uh, manipulative, the most forceful, the most profound um The uh, medium that would have the greatest impact on humanity in the history of humanity. Mm -hmm. They knew that they held it right there in their hand. They knew that they in fact had the biggest wand that would ever cast that little G, that Odeon god of the theater that would ever cast a spell over humanity. They knew they held that wand and they knew all about the druids. They knew all about the toy entry. They had Mm -hmm. been taught this through their Kabbalistic teachings, the Toyin, Kate and Uncle Milty, in English, in American English, is the Holly Tree. They came out to Los Angeles with this this mesmerizing wand of cinema that at the very least teaches us to deal with human problems, not with godlike solutions, Mm -hmm. but with humanist solutions. They knew that they had the biggest wand that would ever influence humanity, Thus the name Polly Wood. Oh my That's God. how it got. My milk goodness. It.
1: I love this lesson in history. Holy cannoli. Um, nice. I'm sorry. No, I had, I, to, no, I had so Are you kidding? Stuff. I'm loving it. And um, they
0: put it right to work. Yeah.
1: I never really understood the name behind that. That's really cool. Thank Amazing. you for that. Uh, what? Wow. What percentage of Hollywood is, is basically sort of owned by this? Cause I think people see a lot of actors laughing and talking and just living normal lives is what we think. And, What's your what's your perception on that? How much are are really tied in or had to give up something to this group to to have their success? What would you say about that?
2: I would say when you look at the floor of the Oscars when they do those panning camera shots and you mm-hmm. can see all the the names and faces you recognize, right? They're all they're all in on it almost to the, almost to the person. Uh, once in a while, somebody like the comedian Dave Chappelle, yeah, uh, or Randy Quaid will uh their programming will snap or what we saw this is a beautiful example kanye west on stage last uh, uh in 2016 yeah, right, yeah. that what what you witnessed on stage at that kanye west show and, and god bless kanye west i I pray i pray in jesus name and i hope that that man comes to know christ right because he would be such a powerful force against these luciferians that that traffic and abuse children mm-hmm. but kanye's MK Ultra programming, that compartmentalization I spoke of earlier, snapped, it broke, and he used the one amplification that he still fully owned, and that is, I'm standing in front of 35,000 people right now, and there's nothing my handlers can do about it. Uh, In the recording studio, or whether they're making a music video, or even if they're on an interview on a a morning uh, talk show, those cameras can always be cut. That footage can always wind up on the cutting room floor. But Kanye had the eyes of the world on him that night and his programming just snapped and And he began to speak. Mm -hmm. He began to speak reality. He began to speak truth to power. So to answer your question, a very high percentage. Tom Cruise knows what's going on. John Travolta knows what's going on. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland knows Clint what's going on. Clint Eastwood knows what's going on. <laughs> I don't I don't wanna believe Uncle Milty, I don't wanna believe I do Clint Eastwood. I, mm-hmm. I worked right next to Malpaso. Uh Malpaso's got a production offices and production facility at Warner mm-hmm. Brothers. Uh-huh. When I was on the film Chuck in two thousand or the T V show Chuck in two thousand seven-eight, I worked uh, 300 feet from Clint Eastwood's office. I don't want to believe that Clint's part of it, yeah, but maybe that's either. just my personal bias. Yeah,
1: I don't either, because he's, he's come out and said a lot of things against, uh, just like James Woods has, and his mm-hmm. career is over. Um, but he's a really prolific voice out there for
2: truth. Ja- James Woods is, I've worked with James Woods. I worked with him on uh, Ray Donovan, and mm-hmm. James Woods and I follow each other on Twitter, and that man is a hero to me. Yeah. He's got balls of glass. <laughs> yes, my he's, language.
1: He's amazing. Also, today's big story, uh, just bringing it back to Disney, today's big story, uh, James Gunn, he is the guy behind uh, the, uh, what movie? Um,
0: Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Guardians of the Galaxy. And mm-hmm. he put up some really crazy tweets about pedophilia. And now he's yes, he being did. moved.
2: he Wow. Yes, he did. Uh, this tweet This tweet reads, For the record, I'm against rape and, that's in all capitals, and baby eating in real life, parenthetically, unless you're really, really, really hungry. Well, let me break that down a little bit oh for my you. Gosh. When you say that you are really, really, <sighs> really hungry, when you do three reallys in mm-hmm. Hollywood, that's kind of a code for saying I'm basically willing to do what I've got to do to get this part Okay, Uh, a young starlet might say to a old, fat, frumpy producer, "I, I'm, I'm really, really, really motivated, sir." To get this role, and what what she's basically saying yeah. in code is, we'll show do me whatever. the tasking couch. I'll be the first there. Oh my gosh! You know, so so there's that that. So you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Using three reeleys, mm-hmm. that's actually very important in that tweet. It's there's actually- a lot of
1: codes like that. I mean, and and when they change their appearance, you'll notice stars completely change their appearance or kind of do some crazy stuff, and uh, and usually that has a little bit to do with programming. And so it's kind of interesting as you watch Absolutely. these things, right?
2: Let's look at Britney Spears. That's yeah. another incident where her programming snapped. Right. So let me, let me give your listener how much time do we have for break? About 30 break?
1: seconds until break. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, you know what? Let's just take it out and we'll, we'll hit this on the other, on yeah, the other side because- of break. But su- suffice it to say, let me just say this all roads in all echelons of power DC, Wall Street, Las Vegas, Madison Avenue, Hollywood, Silicon Valley they all lead to the trafficking. The sexual abuse and the ultimate destruction of children because these people do not worship jesus christ they worship yep. lucifer
1: yep yeah 100 in fact uh we'll come back with some stuff on that too because i do want to talk about walt disney and disney uh in general because people still go to movies and if it's got disney on it they, they think it's just fine and i'm sorry i <laughs> it's not no. they, they, none of this stuff is and so we'll be right back more with john robertson from the fabulous hagman and hagman report be right back in just a few minutes Uh, Kate Daly Show. We're talking about Disney, the media, Hollywood, Holly weird. I'm um, so grateful for that lesson, John uh, Robertson from the fabulous Hagman and Hagman report on, um, on on just kind of understanding how Hollywood came about uh-huh. and how they invented Hollywood. Uh, a lot of Satanists and and everybody else. Um, there's so many questions I have in so little time. Same with Uncle Milty, but uh, Uncle Milty made a great point and. Politics don't matter if you can't get this. If you if you're not seeing this, because this is actually getting more obvious as we go. Mm-hmm. There's more breaks in and uh, and and behavior because we have social media. They're recording their whole lives, and so you're seeing behind the 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 Oz's uh, curtain, right? A lot more. And oh, Uncle well, Uncle Milty.
0: Well, not only that, but the more obvious they become, and people still accept it, the more evil it is. Yes.
2: That that is controlled conditioning, and that has been around. Since the Hayes Committee, real, one more real quick lesson in history, and then I'm just going to straight up <laughs> preach. Um, <laughs> uh, back in World War II, um, a, a censorship committee was put together. And, and your listeners can do their homework on this. It's actually a really fascinating story. I've read several books on it. But, uh, but uh, uh, Hayes, who was a postmaster general, actually, was tasked with putting together a committee to deal with censorship uh, uh, about the enemy, uh, of course, the biggest enemy was Imperial Japan at the time, but we were also in a war with Germany and Italy as well. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and so, what happened is the Office of Naval Intelligence, which was one of the precursors to today's CIA, the ONI, yes. uh, uh, helped helped uh, build the OSS, and then the Office of Strategic Services uh, literally became the CIA ten years later. But I digress. So, so the Hayes Committee, um, in in their uh, scientific exploration of censorship. They, they discovered the uh, adverse side of censorship, which is propaganda, mm-hmm. and they realized how powerful propagandizing people can be. And then they connected with some of the hucksters from Madison Avenue, um, not the least of which was uh, was uh, uh, Freud's nephew. Um, uh, his name will come to me in just a moment. It's on, it's on the tip of my, my brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Um, but what happened is they realized that the power of, of propaganda and they realized that controlled conditioning could be embedded into the actual cinematic content. And it and it remained so until the 1970s when they started – they started to take the ads. They used to put the little quick images of popcorn mm-hmm. or Coca-Cola or whatever mm-hmm. into the – the films, and and they ultimately got rid of that, or at least they say they did, in the uh, in the mid nineteen seventies. But but controlled conditioning is what's running the average film consumer today, and and this is what it comes down to. People need to understand, and I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings out there today, listening to Kate Daly, mm-hmm. but this is the reality. When you take your little kids to watch one of the X Men franchise films, you are putting a dime. Or a nickel, or maybe a penny, in the pocket of Brian Singer. Brian Singer, who is a known pedophile, everybody in Hollywood knows it. It's sort of, it's sort of like, mm-hmm. it's sort of like the hashtag everybody knows but nobody says anything. Right. And this man has has a reputation of bringing underage boys, four and five hundred at a time, up to his pool parties. And drugging them and then abusing them uh, mm. uh, in in such a manner as would be appropriate to a big uh, pool and drug party. Right. So, bottom line is, people need to vote with their dollars. If you take when when you, when you sit in that dark theater, when you when you when you consume that GMO popcorn and and you drink that sixty ounces of uh, of uh, of, uh, of high fructose corn syrup and you paid you know yeah. hundred and twenty bucks to get your family <laughs> into this right. film. That money is going directly into the pockets of people who are hurt sick. children, <sighs> yeah. period. Are uh, Kate, where do you, where would you like to go sick. from there?
1: Well, I just think, you know, a lot of people get named. I know that even Walt Disney was named in several books as uh, uh, allegedly as, as um, you know, being a pedophile. There, there, There's lots of people that are, are writing about some of their experiences growing up in Hollywood. And uh, and I think for the most part, we just don't want to believe it because it's too hard to believe. We have been taught that they have a certain personality or caricature about them. but I And I don't know if I even believe that about Walt Disney. But I'll tell you something. It really is interesting. When you look at the people like Corey Feldman that have come forward... And there's no reason for them to come forward with that kind of story, no. unless something really happened to them by the perpetrators that they say it happened to, uh, that that caused it. And so there's just no reason. People don't usually just go to make stuff up like this. But you'll see, you'll start to see all these accounts come out, and they, and that's why I'm saying it's more obvious now, uh, because more and more are coming out about it. You even have people on on uh, celebrities on YouTube talking about it and saying, yeah, I black out and I do all these things. That's that's from programming, so. Correct. You know, I just think Correct. that we don't
2: realize um, what what's going on. Let me, let me drop on. a teaser on you. Let me drop a teaser on you. I, I wrote a I wrote a two part uh, radio presentation that I was going to do with the Hagman Report, and then I took it over to Caravan to Midnight back in 2015. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I didn't I didn't do it with John B. Wells is because Doug Hagman and I at the time were talking about co-authoring a book together, mm-hmm. and the project just wound up kind of simmering onto the back burner. Right. But it's it's called um, it's called witchcraft wonderland and rock and roll laurel canyon meets the jesus freaks and it's a two-part uh radio presentation about this little tiny neighborhood laurel canyon which is Mm -hmm. not even two square miles right uh and laurel canyon from 1968 to 1970 produced over two dozen gold and platinum selling rock and pop stars and guess who these people were i'm talking frank zappa I'm talking mm-hmm. Linda Ronstadt, I'm talking about the Doors, I'm talking about the Birds, I'm talking about uh, Jackson Brown. And guess who all of their parents were, Kate and Uncle Milty. To the individual, all of their parents were involved in government intelligence work either during World War II or right after World War II. Some of these people were born on the DMZ between East and West Germany. In wow. fact, in fact, um, when we look at, uh, when we look at uh, bands like, especially The Doors, um, uh, people don't realize that Jim's father was the admiral. He was actually the captain at the time of the U.S. frigate, the Richard Bonham, which is supposedly the frigate that got torpedoed in the Gulf of Tonkin. That would be the same false flag that Mm -hmm. Robert McNamara, the the Mm then-Secretary of Defense, came out at the Harvard alumni meeting in 2011 and said, whoops, guess what? (laughs) You know the whole Gulf of Tonkin thing? It got 58,000 of our Marines and said soldiers killed. Yeah, it never really happened. So even in the music scene, controlled conditioning and pre-programming has been happening for decades. Why? Because here's, here's how it works. These individuals are so enamored with being in that in that moment of having of being showered with and 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 of the adoration and the celebrity and and literally the light it's not limelight anymore but right. the lights and um that that they're they're like moths to a bulb they really are yeah but what most of these people have in common regrettably is very low self-esteem in fact right. i've met many very famous brilliant uh, a-listers who, who, who don't have enough self-esteem to fill a teaspoon. In fact, many of them are so compartmentalized, so fragmented, they don't even know who they are. Mm-hmm. Look, what's happened to, look what's happened to Jim Carrey publicly in the last two years. Yeah. That man, he's another example. He has come out and said, I don't exist. There is no such thing as Jim Carrey. That is the result of this conditioning mm-hmm. that has been going on. Going back to the experiments that General Electric was doing with Jack Parsons back in the early, in the early 1960s. Yep. And 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 this this is such an enormous topic that we're covering in such a limited amount of time. But let me hit you with Disney real quick because you've asked about it several times. Mm-hmm. Walt Disney was a Mason. Okay. Club 33 exists at Disneyland. I have never been inside Club 33, but I've seen it, and mm-hmm. and I had special access because of my job in Hollywood. I worked for ABC. And mm-hmm. Disney a lot, and of course ABC and Disney own Disneyland, so we worked at Disneyland a lot. And uh, Club Thirty Three exists, of course. Thirty Three is the regarded as the highest level of of um, being a mason. It's, it's, mm-hmm. and there's actually a level higher, but Thirty Three is the one that people recognize. And Disney is also cryogenically frozen. He had his yeah, head removed upon his death, and and he is cryogenically frozen in Orange County, mm-hmm. uh, California. So. So Disney was a, was a strange dude, to say the least. And he had this, this love of entertaining children. But here's what's come out in the past just couple of years. There's white paper proof that he was working with the FBI, that yeah. he was working with the CIA. And, and, and back then, it was all couched. Ostensibly, it was to fight communism. It was all about fighting the Reds, the Pinkos. But, but what happens so often... When men get together, is they become corrupt. When mm. three or four intelligent people get together, unless they're saved by Christ, unless they're Christians at heart, they're, they're, and even then, mm-hmm. corruption is, is knocking at the door. Yes, and so Disney built this, this kingdom, well, he built several of them, and there's been a lot of supposition as to what degree these children will use now I will tell you this having worked on Disney programs as recently as 2014 Mm -hmm. that there are and this is the tweet that got me on the show today there are uh production companies out there the production company that Hannah Montana built I'm not going to say the name of the company but there is a company that the show Hannah Montana built Mm -hmm. okay that company always features 12 and 13 year old girls that they tart up, they sex up to look like they're about 20. Mm-hmm. And these are the most popular shows on Disney and Disney XD. Is it any wonder, Kate and Uncle Milty, that the number one most searched term on Pornhub yeah. is yeah. teenage porn?
1: Uh, uh, this makes wow. me sick. It really does. It just makes you want to vomit inside because you start really kind of thinking about all these times where you've indulged the media so much, not thinking of it in this way. But man, when you hear the backstory, I know in Kathy O'Brien's book, whether she's telling the truth or not, she listed some really obscure people and and that they were part of cia um uh, project monarch training and that was like uh the mandrell sisters and allegedly like Laura, loretta lynn and jimmy buffett and and charlie pride and and all of these people boxcar willie that, i mean lee greenwood it was weird to hear names like that because these are names you don't normally hear but i think that we would be shocked if we knew the extent right well, uncle Milty, well, we'll oh, sorry, hold on hold on hold on. before okay. i
2: lose uncle Milton, bear with me here's the deal you just named a bunch of country stars and folk stars. Okay. Yeah. And this is why, this is why, because they were socioeconomically in the 1940s and fifties, which is the era you're referring to. Right. They were, that was the hip hop of that era. They had nothing. They came from nothing. Mm -hmm. They were living on the wrong side of the tracks, oftentimes in boxcars. It's post-depression America. And, and in hip hop today, let me tell you what the most the hip hop is the most replete with what they call the ninefold contract. You can only fold a piece of paper nine times. OK, no matter mm-hmm. how big the piece of paper or how be- how good you are at origami, nine folds. That's all you get. So in hip hop, they call it the ninefold contract. The ninefold contract means that you are owned from A to Z, Z to A, from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. You are told what kind of soda you will sip, mm-hmm. what kind of shoes you will wear, what kind of photo shoots you will do, what your hair will look like what colors you wear, what colors you don't wear, who you're going to date, who you're not going to date. Right. And with a lot of these young men, they pull them up out of the ghetto, they throw one or two million dollars at them, which is chump change in the world of a Clive Davis mm-hmm. or a uh, or a uh, uh, Katzenberg or a Geffen, okay? And they blackmail these kids. And, 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 and people like Travolta and Tom Cruise have tried to come out and talk about this, but nobody pays attention. These young men are are gang raped they are mm-hmm. filmed in so doing and then Black they mouth. own you for the rest of your career you'll do the scripts they tell you to do you'll support the charities that they tell you to support and most importantly you'll keep your mouth shut when they tell you to shut up you know why because they've got the film of all kinds of heinous sexual, uh, uh, um, a bloodletting and even mm-hmm. uh, even animal dismemberment type of of of, of things, and I yeah. won't take it any further on your on your program. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And they've yeah. shamed them with it. Yeah, yeah. They've got the goods on them, Uncle Milty. I mean, yeah. can you imagine uh, a major star like Denzel Washington or Tom Cruise, and all of a sudden it's splashed across every paper in the world mm-hmm. that this video has surfaced of a uh, you know twenty member gangbang. Uh.
1: Wow. Well, on that cheery note, (laughs) John Robertson, I, oh gosh, you know what? We have got to get a little wiser and a little more alert. Um, because this is, this is burying us. And the messages that are coming out in movies now are so detrimental to our young boys are so detrimental to all of our kids that you have to be so, so careful and really pull them out of media.
0: And it's moving into our schools.
1: Yep. It's there. It's our Yeah, it's there. And so I so appreciate you coming on. You can catch the Hagman and Hagman report. Uh, Give us some of the information so that we can uh, find you.
2: HagmanReport.com. Remember, there's two ends on Hagman. We broadcast Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. We are syndicated all over the place. Uh, but uh, go to our website, HagmanReport.com. I write a lot of original articles. If you found anything I said today interesting, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, do a search on my name. I write at least two, if not three, original articles per month. And Kate, Uncle Milty, the bottom line is this. This is what I'm going to leave your listeners with one word. And I want them to take this, put it in their hearts, and get it right. Mm-hmm. That word is discernment. Yes, It is time for okay. discernment.
1: Yeah. Yes. John Robertson, God always bless a pleasure. You, John. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for speaking out on this, too, uh, after working for almost decades in this uh, industry. So thank you. Uh, big thank you to John. And, of course, we'll be back with Kevin Reeve, who trains uh, military forces. Hey, everyone. Quick message here. I just wanted to tell you about uh, about something Birch Gold is doing over the next week. And, you know, the reason I tell you to go to them is this is who I trust. There's a lot of people that come to me that want me to refer to them, to sell gold and silver to them or what have you. Nope, no way. This is who I trust. I trust Birch Gold. And this is why I talk about him on the air. And this is why I waited 13 years to talk about anyone on the air, is I really wanted to make sure it was somebody I knew I could trust. This is why Ron Paul trusts them. Steve Bannon trusts them. A lot of people with a lot of money. And let me just tell you, they're very, very good at what they do and they're very good at advice. They have a Black Friday event uh, from uh, March, (laughs) from November 17th to November uh, 24th, okay? And when you open a gold IRA and back it with gold, which might not cost you anything to do, for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold is gonna send you a free gold bar. And this is, you have to text Kate. To ninety eight ninety eight ninety eight. Okay, that that phone number ninety eight ninety eight ninety eight to claim eligibility before Black Friday. All right, so Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or four hundred one k into an IRA in gold for no money out of pocket, and you still get the free gold bars. Isn't that amazing? For every ten thousand you put into an account backed with gold, you're gonna get a free gold bar. I just think that's kind of amazing. So take advantage of this. It is. Um, it is uh, the 17th uh, through the 24th. Just make sure you go and do this. Text 989898 98 98 and text my name. All right. Really appreciate you doing that because I know you're going to get the information you need. Information's free. So this is just going to give you the info and then you can decide what to do. But it's some good advice for you. And I really like good advice. You know that. I do my homework. But this is who I trust most importantly. And I want to I want to stress that. This is who I trust. These are the guys I trust. Thanks, you guys. All over the world, this will be very interesting.